Hey, Lurid listeners, would you like a free audiobook? Follow us on Twitter at The KMQ, then tag us in a tweet stating, I heart The KMQ, and we'll send you the audiobook from our Audible library. Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations spanning many literary genres, including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please do us the favor and listen responsibly. Hey, Lord listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is Rose Carraway, and joining me in the studio is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. What up, what up? <laughs> How you doing today? What's going on? Still in my robe. Still in your Still robe. rocking this Hugh Hefner look. I'm, <laughs> Making I can it a get habit. used to this. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's, 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 this is great. I'm already half a nudist, so I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to go help full nude. <laughs> yeah, he went camping and discovered... Well, no, I think put the the period at the end of that sentence. I am a nudist rather than am I Well, a I'm nudist? definitely not a nudist because I... <laughs> I don't go around nude. So that's like the first step of being one. But, but you did. I have nudist tendencies, I think. <laughs> You're nudist I've leaning. spent my entire life trying to repress. <laughs> and I think as I get older... I'm becoming less repressed about it. <laughs> Ooh, are you camming now or what? <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show, you guys. Ah, we've missed you, Lord listeners. And we've got a heck of a story for you today. Another story taken from our audiobook that we published titled In Medias Res, You in the Midst of Things. This is a second-person point-of-view anthology where every single story is written in that style and it's gonna suck you in. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Don't you want to be sucked in? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I've always said it. It's like virtual reality, where you are being put as the main character of, Mm. of your story. That's fun. Yeah. And these stories really, um, experience, Experiment with that razor's edge of pleasure and pain. And today's story is exemplary of that. Um, we're not talking physical pain here. Uh, and this may be mm, slightly challenging, maybe for some listeners, because it's going to explore what can happen mid-scene, mid-sex scene. Um, you've, you've crossed all your I's and dotted all your T's and still emotions can get in the way and play might stop. And you have to deal with some emotions before maybe picking things up again. Um, so this story is going to kind of walk you through a little bit of that. Maybe a little uncomfortable, but hang in there because it ends really, really well um, and everybody's happy. So, um, and I like that. I like stories that challenge you. Uh, and this book does that immediately right out of the gate, right? Putting everything in that second person point of view. But this one really gets uh, into the emotions of things. 
yeah, it uh, it takes a second to kind of wrap your head around what's going on. Um, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Sonny DeSoto, the author of this story, does this style really, really well. Um, she wrote another story uh, in our For the Men erotica anthology, uh, the first volume, second volume is coming soon, by the way, um, called Odd Man or Odd Man Out? Oh, I think it was Odd Man. Odd Man. Yeah. Um, she plays with uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this one was from a male's point of view, a man's point of view, um, experiencing his wife at a dungeon, like a sex dungeon, and watching her mm-hmm. play with someone else and that discomfort that he felt and, and still was turned on. But, you know, it walks you through some of that uncomfortableness. You know, sometimes those kinds of stories can help maybe give us better insight, better vocabulary. Maybe it just opens the door to be able to have a conversation. Maybe you've experienced during sex something that was uncomfortable and you didn't feel like you could talk about it. Well, you should, uh, because that can make your sex better. A better understanding makes sex way better, right? Like if everybody knows what's going on, it's just better. So um, kudos to freaking Sonny DeSoto for bringing it. Um, I don't think a lot of people get to appreciate this kind of a story. So here you go, Lurid listeners. Here is Sonny DeSoto's P.O.S. Given enough time and trust, people always remind you who they truly are. And he is a fucking piece of shit. A garbage person. Trash that belongs on the curb. Baby, I can explain. Your husband rushes after you like the heel he is, stumbling with his pants still caught around his knees. You scoff, the sound hard and harsh as it puffs between your gritted teeth like smoke from a dragon. You'd love to see him try. So go ahead. Give yourself permission to turn around. Face him. Explain. It's not a question, not a request. It's a goddamn dare. Watch while he swallows roughly, his eyes darting nervously as if desperately searching for a lie to tell you. See, rotten, cheating piece of shit. just happened. The lines sound rehearsed from his lips, like he's practiced them for days to get them just right. A mistake. I didn't mean it. You let out a snort. A mistake. An accident. As if it wouldn't take a million deliberate choices, a million different intentional acts to get him to this place and this time and this mess right now. Things like this don't just happen. Be careful. Be on alert, or you might miss it out of the corner of your eye. Her, with her pretty hair disheveled and her clothes clutched in a tangled ball in her hands, you barely recognize her, but you do. And where the fuck do you think you're going? She freezes, mid-step. It's almost comical. 
your best friend. Caught in the worst cliché. How could you, you wonder, shaking your head in disappointment at both of them. I think I should leave. She shoves her feet more firmly into her shoes. Stilettos. Sex signal red. You were there when she bought them a week ago. For a hot date, she'd said. The naughty excitement in her tone when she'd said those words sounds so different as they echo in your head now. You almost laugh. So, you just stopped in real quick to fuck my husband? To muck up a marriage and leave everyone else to clean it up? Scowling, you shake your head. You thought she was better than that. But come on now, be fair. No, I'm sorry, that was rude. Where are your manners? Let's try that again, in a tone that will sound like a saccharine slice, a sugared slap to her adulterous face. She is your best friend, after all. Please, by all means, stay. Flinching, she looks at him, then at you, then back to him. You don't know why. It's not as if that spineless sack of crap can save her now. He's not in charge. This is, will always be, your show. Put your hands on your hips. Sit. She skulks back to the sofa, and you glare at your husband. You too. Disgusted, you take them both in, half-dressed and smelling of sex. Turn and grab the damp dish rag sitting on the counter. Throw it in his face. Clean yourself up. I can't even look at you. The rag smacks him in the cheek, wetly. Yes, baby. His face flushes as the clinging cloth slides down his skin, leaving a wet sheen in its wake. He pouts. It's cold. Good. Your eyes narrow. His half-hard cock still glistens with her slickness. The better to cool himself off with. With smugger satisfaction than is warranted, you watch him stroke the cold, rough rag over his dick, wiping her from him. Good. As for you, you turn to your friend. Whenever life throws you for a loop, without fail, it always comes from the least likely places. You've known each other for years, since you were kids. You've shared everything together. Toys, clothes, makeup, and now men. You hate the hot tears burning in your eyes as betrayal twists your gut. How long has this been going on? The answer comes too quickly, too readily. Just this once, baby. Slap him across the face. The thrilling rush of watching him wince while your hand's mark rises red on his cheek fuels your fury, pounding inside you like the beat of vengeance's wings. Don't lie to me. He's not lying. When you step closer to her, she flinches away, but you see truth shine bright and scared in her eyes before she turns. Fine. Was it worth it? You have to know. Need to hear it, whatever her answer, from her lips. Was he good? Good enough to throw away a lifetime of friendship? To destroy your marriage? To burn down all your lives? Was he? She bites her lip, stupid enough to get caught, but smart enough to stay quiet. Which only makes you matter. Grab the dish towel from him. Anger always makes your hands itch for something to do. So, wring the towel tight, imagining it's his neck. Did he eat you out? You roll your eyes. 
He's so proud of that, his magical tongue, his claim to fame, his tactical trap. College had taught him well. Lick a clit with enough skill and you can get away with all manner of crimes. Surprise smacks you when she shakes her head. Really? Don't tell me he gave you nothing but that shriveled, useless slug between his legs. Let the towel smack his inner thigh, making his body, his cock, jerk. Your lip curls at her. Disappointing. You were sure she was better than that. I don't like that kind of thing. Oh, that's right. You look at him with a smirk while you imagine how frustrating that must have been. He would pick a woman who has hang-ups about her pussy. What a shame. It's pretty much the only thing he's good at. Grabbing groceries, paying half the bills, and eating pussy. You hope he was at least planning to pick the poor woman up a quart of milk on the way home. Otherwise, what a waste. In fact, no, you know what? Imagining it in your head. You grin and grab him by the hair and force him to his knees at your feet. You drag him between her legs. If you're going to have my husband, you really should have the full experience. You find yourself strangely stirred when both their faces, necks, and chests flush red with embarrassment and shame as you push his nose into her vulva. You imagine it still wet and sticky with his cum, the smell of it, of them together clogging his senses. Why are you doing this? His words are muffled, almost lost within her silken folds. Take a moment. You need to ask yourself why you are doing this. You step back, take a breath, and let the moment wash over you. You see the shame-filled tears in your friend's wide eyes, the broken bend of your humiliated husband's back, and you, vindictive and cruel as you tower above them. What do you gain by doing this? What, if anything, will be solved? For a moment, you feel yourself waver, feel your temper crack and almost cave under the weight of the scene. But then you see it. His cock, rock hard between his legs. Stare and let your resolve stiffen just as much. You lean down and grab his dick in your fist. Why am I doing this? Stroke him, hard. Because this is what you want. Make him hurt with it. And I'm your wife. Listen to him whimper as his shoulders slump in on himself. It's my job to get you what you want. Squeeze. So do it. I know you want to. Yes, baby. Don't think about how fucked up this is. It'll just ruin the moment. Don't think about how he's the first person you've ever loved. Don't imagine all the years you've been together. About how you'd been the one to drag your feet all through high school and college. About every other guy and girl you dated or messed around with during your long on-again-off-again history. About how every time he'd ask you for more, more commitment, more stability, more of a future, you'd been the one to hesitate. Never sure, never ready. Don't think about how, after everything you've been through together, everything you've put him through, you deserve this. Let every longing look he ever gave you be replaced with the image of his dick 
driving deep inside your friend. Let every loving word he ever said be replaced by the tortured sound of her keening cry while his tongue touches her. Let all the memories of what you were together be replaced by this, by what you've become. Feel the transformation burn through you, making you angry, making you hot. she taste? Trail your hand down and tease his balls. Is she better than me? He stalls, knowing there is no good answer. Too bad. Grab the sack of soft skin and pull. You grin when you feel his body tense and hear his gasp as he throws his head back. Is she? The shake of his head feels panicked. No, baby. Shame stains her skin a deep crimson and contorts her pitifully pinched face. Good. You laugh. Let the spiteful sound ring in your head. Let it fill and flood you. When you let him go, his whole body relaxes like a discarded puppet whose strings have been cut. Go ahead and let the power of that go to your head. Reach for your clothes and start to strip. Maybe we should let her have a taste of the good stuff then, huh? Naked, you let that strength lift you to your feet, leaving your clothes on the carpet. Step onto the couch and rise over her, one foot on either side of her, so your vulva is her whole world. Slide your fingers down between your lips and feel your own slick heat. Let her know what pussy is supposed to taste like. Halt! The sound of her safe word makes the world stop. Look down. She's leaning back, her hands held up like a hostage between your legs. The scent of your heat wafts up to you, the cloying smell clogging your senses as her voice echoes in your ears. You should move, should get off her, should fall at her feet and apologize. Shit, you went too far, didn't you? Went too far, too fast, and ruined everything. Fuck. Remember that you're still frozen in front of her, forcing your vulgar cunt on her. I'm sorry. Get off her now. I'm sorry. So sorry. Shit. Fuck. Swallow hard. You hold your hands behind your back, keeping them as far from her as possible. It forces your shoulders to slump and your head to bow. Your toes curl as you bend to clutch your clothes to you. I'm sorry. She reaches for her clothes, too, shaking her head. Try not to stare as her hands shake, too. No, please, don't, I just... Her voice trails off. Deep, fretful lines cut her beautiful features. I'm sorry, I think I should leave. You want to call after her as you watch her go. You want to say the right thing, do the right thing, be the right thing. To fix this. Don't feel too bad when you can't, if that's even possible. The sound of the door feels like a slap in the face. You cringe. I'll go after her. 
You watch helplessly as your husband throws on his clothes and follows your friend out of the house while you uselessly dig your nails in your balled-up clothes. Do something, anything, but damned if you know what to do. You're not even sure what you've done. You wonder what happened. Everything had gone so well, right up until it hadn't. Think back. You followed the script. Exactly. Did everything you all agreed upon. Didn't do anything that anyone said was off limits. It should have gone right. It should have been perfect. Sit on the couch before your legs give out. You shake your head, but that doesn't clear it. You don't understand. It doesn't make sense. You did everything right. You're so sure. So you can't have done anything wrong. Jangling his keys anxiously, your husband sighs as he comes back in the house. Well, she promised she'd text me when she got home, but she wanted to be alone. An unspoken strain touches his voice. Did she say what happened? You have to know. The look he gives you makes you cower. You're kidding, right? He scoffs, plopping down in the easy chair. You went right for the kill, and you wonder why she left? Your spine stiffens. I didn't cross any of her limits. He shakes his head. No, you didn't cross them. You just ran right up to them and sank your teeth in. No, that's not right, is it? Question everything, every motive, every move. No, no, you're sure you did everything right. I didn't do anything different than I do with you, except she isn't me. The truth of that sounds so suddenly obvious, it hurts. She isn't us. We've been doing this kind of play for years now. He gets up and starts pacing the living room. Remind yourself that now isn't the time to think about how his sneakers will ruin the carpet. We know our games. We know our roles. We know our limits and rhythm without thinking. After this long, it just flows naturally. Stopping in front of the couch, he looms tall over you. You can't treat her like how you treat me. Can't expect the same kind of dynamic to work the same with her. Shit, he's right. Of course he is. He always is. You fucked up. You know that. So, what do we do? He sighs. She said she needs some time alone to think and process, so we give her that look up at him. And after that, he shrugs again, checking his silent phone, seeming to will it to ring. We'll figure it out. chicken shit. Do you want me to do it? No. It's sweet of your husband to offer, but you need to do this. So stop wringing your hands and knock on the damned door. And when she answers, do what you have to. Grab his hand, straighten your spine, plant your feet, but don't run. Hi. Her arms cross over her chest, shielding herself from you. That hurts more than you're prepared for. 
your friends, have been for most of your lives. But the way she looks at you. I'm so sorry. Say it. Mean it. So much so she can't not see it in your eyes, hear it in your voice. I never meant to hurt you. You only wanted to bring her pleasure. You should have gone slower, talked about it more, before, when you all still had your clothes on and your senses weren't fogged by arousal. But you hadn't. I'm sorry. Please, you think, forgive me. You feel support flow through you as your husband, your partner, grabs and squeezes your hand. We both are. She nods and waves you both in. You said you wanted to talk? As you move through the doorway, the tense grip crushing your heart loosens, only to crawl and claw up your throat. You follow your husband as he follows her into the kitchen, and you sit down at her table between them. You look at your friend, lit by the Sunday afternoon sun. She looks just like she always does, quietly beautiful and perfectly put together, but different somehow, like something's missing in the surety of her shoulders or the easy grace of her movement. But you're not sure exactly what. You frown slightly. How have you been? Fine. It sounds like is an automatic response, tossed out without a thought, as quick as a reflex. She can't even look at you, just stares at the table's varnished grain. And you? Fine, sits unspoken on your tongue. Swallow it. Be honest. Take your truth and reach out to her with it. Connect. We've been worried about you. I know that night didn't go the way you'd hoped, the way we'd all hoped. That was an understatement. You flinch at the memory. And, well, we wanted to be sure that you're okay. You clutch your hands in your lap, feeling them clammy and cold against each other. Look up. Meet her gaze. Are you okay? Your eyes meet for a moment before she lowers her gaze and shakes her head. I'm so embarrassed. What? You shake your head, confused. No, that's not right. You lean in. You have nothing to be embarrassed about. It's you who should be ashamed, not her. Never, not for a moment, her. His hand rests on your knee, supportive and strong, reminding you to keep calm. Letting your emotions run away with you is how you got here in the first place. So calm down. Breathe. She stands up to pace her kitchen, wringing her hands. I can't believe I just ran out like that. Her shoulders lift in a shaky shrug as a humorless, helpless laugh bubbles up her throat. I don't even know why. Nod, acknowledge, and accept. I went too fast. You know that now. No. Her bare feet slap and stick to the recently mopped floor, still tacky with waxy, lemony-fresh cleaner, making each footstep sound heavier and more punctuated than you imagine she intends. Maybe. She shakes her head. I don't know. Everything happened just like we talked about, just like I agreed to, but... She sighs. The sound, a heavy pause in the sweet-smelling air. It was somehow all different than I expected different how. The words are hard to say, the feel of them rough and sharp in your mouth, but you need to get them out. You need to let her talk, to listen, no matter how much it may hurt, may cut deep with shame, 
let her words bleed out between you. Prepare yourself to feel each slice and learn. She bites her lip thoughtfully. I guess it affected me more than I thought it would. Your husband leans forward a bit. He looks so concerned, so caring. Even you feel comforted by him. What did? What was said? What was done? Her teeth bite down harder, worrying the skin between them. Everything? It sounds like a question, as if you have the answer, but you don't. You wish you did. I don't know. Her frown weighs down her delicately featured face. The slight wobble of her lips is so small, it shouldn't feel so big. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Maybe it's just not for me. She looks at you for confirmation. But what can you say? You feel so lacking, so inadequate, like a failure. That's probably why you like this kind of play so much. Role play. The illusion of control. Of knowing exactly how things will happen and being the one pulling all the strings. That kind of control is intoxicating. It's easy to forget it's an illusion. That your control is only possible because of their consent. Without that, you have nothing. Your pleasure, your power, comes from them. Never forget that. She huffs heavily. I don't know what I was thinking agreeing to all this. She holds her head in her hands. I just thought it could help me get over, you know. She swallows, the gulp audibly awkward. I grew up thinking my, you know, was gross, she says quietly, waving to her lap, calling it my no-no place and treating my period like it was a curse I had to hide from the rest of my family, from the rest of the world. Then I had boyfriends who didn't want to touch me there or look at it outside of sex. For so long, it's felt like so much more than just a no-no place. But I don't know. She scoffs and sits, seemingly bemused, next to you. Almost like a no-go place. Even when I did have guys who wanted to touch me there, to go down on me or whatever, I just couldn't. Nod. You understand. How could one moment of acceptance, or even multiple moments, erase a lifetime of shame? No matter how much they tell me they wanted me, wanted that, I couldn't enjoy it, which left them feeling disappointed and left me feeling even more broken, more like a mess, more of a letdown, more gross. But she's not, and you hate that she'd ever been made to think so. Reach out your hand to her. You feel choked up when she reaches back. She nods, looking grateful for the understanding. And when you suggested doing a scene with me, I thought, well, maybe this is perfect. A way to finally deal with all that. On my terms. She thumps your entwined hand on the wooden table for emphasis. I thought, yes, I could do this. Put myself in a situation where I'm not supposed to enjoy it. Where that isn't the point. Where I don't have to worry about measuring up to anyone's expectations. Where my coming or not isn't a test I already feel like I'm failing where my reactions aren't the focus, the goal. She shrugs. Maybe then, without all that, or maybe by embracing all that, all the history and baggage, I could give myself permission to feel whatever I wanted about it. If just to truly, once and for all, know what it is I feel about it. He nods, just like how I did with my penis. He shrugs, too, the gesture looking surer, more carefree on him than on her. I grew up obsessed with my size. I hated that I was more of a grower than a shower. 
It didn't matter that, when hard, my dick was fine, great even. Didn't matter that it was as well as any other parts of my body, more than capable of getting my partners off. All anyone cared about, all I cared about, was the fact that, flaccid, I had a small cock. It ruined a lot of sex, a lot of relationships for me, and messed with my head for far too long. Reach out to him and grip his hand, both their hands tight. You feel warmth ease you when you see them hold hands, too. He smiles slightly. This kind of play helped me a lot. Helped me give my shame and insecurities an outlet and a different context. Through it, the things I thought were lacking became assets, things that could fuel my desire rather than shut it down. He raises your hand and kisses it. Our play still carries traces of humiliation and shame from my past that insist that I'm defined by my size. But it never does real harm because I know it's not true. I know those voices in my head are simply echoes from the past. You frown sympathetically at her. But it feels true to you, those voices. It's not a question. You have no doubts. It's so clear when she talks about it. That's why it hurt. The scene didn't play with ghosts or faded scars. It jabbed at open wounds. Of course that pain should be treated differently. The question is, how? What can we do? If she wants to stop, to walk away, to forget the whole thing, that's fine. What do you need? The idea that this could be, likely is, the end of this part of your relationship with her hurts. But if that's what she needs, that's what you'll give her. Your friendship means so much to me, far more than a game gone wrong or a passed-on pleasure. I'll always want what you want. Pursing her shaky lips, she takes a deep breath. I want to want this. Her face falls, but her eyes shine with unsure yet eager hope. I want to want me. Why don't we talk about ways we can do that? If that sounds good to you. She stares at your clasped hands for a long, thoughtful moment before looking up at you both and smiling. That sounds great. Such a fucking piece of shit. Baby! From the hallway, you can hear him coo through your cracked open bedroom door. I told you that my wife is on her way home. A feminine hum purrs questioningly, daringly, muffled, obviously, around his dick. You should go before she comes. She laughs after she slides her mouth off him in a lurid slurp. I really don't care if she comes. His echoing moan tears through you. It's my job to care if you do. The shift of sheets sounds so loud in your ears. Don't you want to? Yes. The familiar tone in his voice that you thought was reserved for you alone echoes needy and low in your soul. 
Her laugh is so sure, so confident, so arrogant. That's what I thought. Her heated voice is a claim on him, marking him as hers like an audible brand. I know exactly what you want. He doesn't argue with her. She continues, what you need doesn't dispute a thing. Your breath leaves your lungs. Oh, God, you should leave. Know when you're not wanted, when you've been replaced. You should walk away, maybe forever, while you still have some dignity left. But you don't. Instead, you barge in, fury burning away your hurt. I can't believe you. You cruelly laugh at their shocked tumble off the bed. Pushing the woman off himself, your husband stumbles to his feet. Baby! Glare at the red lipstick still staining his dick. He reaches out for you. Don't even think about touching me ever again, you impotent, soon-to-be ex-husband. Now, with that parting shot, now that he knows what he lost, walk out. Turn your back with your head held high. Walk the fuck out on him before the tears fall. Baby! He staggers back, his shirt tails fluttering at his sides and his fucking socks still on when you turn to level him with a livid look. He holds out his hands and surrender. Just let me explain. Fine, you sneer, the chill of your disgust freezing his cotton-covered feet where he stands. You'd love to see him try. So you turn around, face him, explain. It just happened. The lines sound rehearsed from his lips, like he'd practiced them before. A mistake. I didn't mean it. You let out a snort. A mistake? An accident. As if it hadn't taken a million deliberate choices, a million different intentional acts, to get you all here, to this point and this place and this time right now. Things like this don't just happen. You see her, your best friend out of the corner of your eye, standing up to face you from the other side of the bed. Your gaze narrows on her. How could you do this to me? You look at her in her sex signal shoes and matching push-up bra. A bedsheet, your bedsheet, is wrapped around her hips and tangled about her legs. She presses her lips together and looks to him, then to you, then back to him, which pisses you the hell off you reach down and grab her shirt, throwing it at her. Answer me! But she just keeps looking at him. You scream and hurl her skirt, her coat, and her purse at her. Reaching for her panties, you fist the scrap of cloth in your hand. But at the feel of the fabric in your hand, you pause. Plain white cotton. Who pairs plain white cotton with red satin? But as you finger the panties in your hand, a thought sparks in your head. You scowl at the cheap-ass panties before turning on him. So this is what you like, huh? Gaudy heels and drugstore panties. Classy. Jesus, it had to be plain white cotton, didn't it? The unmentionables of a goddamned preteen. The symbol of purity and innocence. Who the hell do they think they're kidding? Scoff. You thought he was better than that. But fine, if this is what you want. You stride toward him, your gait angry, vengeful. 
grin when you see him take a nervous step backward. What's wrong, baby? You want to run? Coward. You should. Your grin widens. But you can't, can you? Walk right up to him and smack his cock. The sound of the slap as palm hits penis is ridiculously satisfying. Not with your dick out. Let out a scathing laugh. Not that anyone could even see it without squinting. His cheeks flush hot. Yeah, that's right. You said it. You're stuck here with me, aren't you? Grab his dick in your hand and squeeze. Aren't you? Yes. The word sounds low, pulled reluctantly between gritted teeth. Good. Tug him closer by the world's shortest leash. He's breathing hard. You imagine his heart pounding, pumping adrenaline through his body. He practically chokes on his words. Why are you doing this? His face looks pained, humiliated, but you can feel him growing harder in your hand. Take a moment. Really ask yourself why you are doing this. If you're honest, the infidelity play had been your idea, given the history between you and your husband of being confusingly on again and off again for years, filled with mutual fear of commitment, of settling down, of missing out, it's been the specter haunting your relationship almost from the start. The fear of not being good enough or attractive enough, of not being enough, is always and will always be there in the back of your heads and the secret parts of your hearts. This kind of play lets you both acknowledge it, accept it. It takes the looming anxiety and insecurity and puts you in control of it. Why do you do this? Because I can. You've dealt with your fears, talked about them, and laid them out there for each other to see. Together, you found a way to take the thing threatening to break you apart and let it bring you closer. That's why you do this. Bring him closer. Force him to face you as you squeeze his lust-dumb cock. And because you deserve this, don't you? He whimpers and leans into you, helpless against you, and the haze of desire clouding his gaze. You stretch yourself tall, as tall as you can. Your throat constricts, lowering your voice to a graveled growl. On your knees. You let his penis go, letting it smack hard against his stomach as he lowers himself to the floor at your feet. Good. You hold out your hand expectantly. Wrists. Immediately, he lifts his arms up to you like an obedient supplicant. Damned right he does. You've trained him well. Wrap the cotton around his wrists, stretching and snapping the elastic against his skin, ruining the now-warped scrap of fabric as you bind him with the panties. Smile and admire your work. Stay. Turn to her, your eyes narrowing. Her breath catches nervously, her thrust-up breasts fluttering with the motion. Don't think I've forgotten about you. She holds out her hands, her back bent like prey shielding its exposed belly. No, don't fall for that shit. Stop playing the chicken. Your voice snaps with surety, jerking her spine straight again. You point at her, proving you've got her pegged. I know you. You're no chicken. You're the fucking fox. There's a sliver of silence as your words settle and shift the scene between you. Then, after a slight shake of her head, 
Her chest puffs up a bit. She's almost preening as she takes a quick breath. Look, let's calm down and talk about this. With a sassy sway in her step, she saunters over to you and trails a teasing hand over your shoulder and down your arm. I'm sure we can all come together on some sort of an agreement. Letting out a harsh laugh, you grab her hand. Come together, huh? Well, isn't that an interesting idea? I can think of a better way for you to use that mouth of yours, other than talk. Move to lie on the bed. Lead her by the hand to do the same. You lie back, resting on the pillows almost regally. Spreading your legs, you pull her close. Turn to stare at your husband. Is this what you want? You slip a hand around her neck, stroking her soft skin. God, she is so gorgeous. She always has been. You've always been a little envious of her, the way people are just attracted to her effortless beauty. No wonder your husband went for her. How could he not? You look at her. Taller, thinner, and far more stylish, she is objectively prettier than you could ever hope to be. You hate that it hurts to look at pictures of you together. That no matter what you do or how much you try to be less petty and jealous, joy is, has been, and will likely always be the first thing you feel when you see her. Except looking at her now, touching her now, her beauty feels like it's a little yours now, literally within your grasp. Grab it. Hold her. You press your lips to hers and look into her eyes. Is this what you want? She leans in and licks your lips, moaning in response. You taste her, hot and sweet. Out of the corner of your eye, you see your husband, furiously, futilely, fist his hands against his thighs. His eyes are wide as they take you both in. His nostrils flare, and his breathing grows heavy. And his cock, so thick and flushed, juts between his clenched fists, crying out for attention. Grin. Yeah, you want this, don't you? You reach out and touch her breasts, trailing your fingers over her cleavage before tugging her bra down to reveal her nipples. But you can't have it. Listen to her breath hitch as you cup one breast, massaging it in your palm. Never again. As you play with her other nipple, her mouth goes slack against yours as soft, sensual sounds slip out between her slick lips. No matter how much you want it, you lick your lips, your smile widening. She is beautiful and soft and hot. Touching her is a pleasure in its own right. But touching what your husband wants to touch, having who he wants to have, makes everything so much sweeter. You look at him, Desire clear in the tension racking his body and staining his flushed skin. Isn't that right? Listening to his tortured groan, you arch your back as her hands reach behind you to undo your bra beneath your shirt. You jerk into her when it unsnaps, making her chuckle. She lifts your skirt and presses her mouth to your breast. The hot, wet pull of her lips is so good. Your eyes flutter shut as you settle back into the pillows and let her have her way with your body. She lingers lovingly over each nipple, 
over the slope and softness of your breasts. Fisting your shirt in her hands, she trails her lips and tongue and teeth over your belly and waist. She nibbles and licks over your hips before fumbling with the snap of your pants. Lift your hips when she moves to tug your pants and panties down your legs. You smell your arousal around you, hot and heady in the air. For a moment, you both just breathe as she stares at your bared pussy. Better than talk, you barely hear her mutter the words, clearly more to herself than to you. You sit up and reach out, touching her lips, full and flushed from your kiss. You want this, don't you? It's not really a question. It's almost a dare. The heated look she gives you sends shivers up your spine. She nods. Tell me. She swallows hard. I want this. She leans down to kiss your belly your thighs. Good. You brush her cheek. You lean back again and close your eyes, feeling her hot breath on your sensitive skin. The first flick of her tongue goes deep, parts your lips, and dives into your mouth with a fast but thorough sweep, like a daredevil cannonballing into a cold lake. You both freeze, letting the moment settle like a buzz along your senses. You hear her swish her tongue about in her mouth, the way a sommelier would with a new wine. You wonder what she tastes. Oaky notes of arousal, a crisp bite of nerves. When she lowers herself to you again, she takes a longer sip, lingering over your labia. You sigh, sinking into the sweetness of her touch. Your breath hitches when her tongue teases your clit. You turn at an echoing whimper. Him. Oh yeah, you. You sneer. You're still here? Rolling your eyes, you gesture to him. Well, if you're going to stay, you might as well make yourself useful. He toddles over, still on his knees, his shirt tails swishing around him. Smiling, you like that he doesn't try to get up, that he knows his place is on his knees. For that, he deserves a reward. You did all this just for a taste of her. Who could blame him? Then you nod to her thrust-up backside. Get to it. Prove to us both that you're good for something. You feel her start to tense up between your thighs. Lean back and thrust your hips up, bringing her out of her own head, full of worries and doubts, and back to the moment. Wink at her. He thinks he's so good at eating women out. Roll your eyes. Usually I just let him think that. It's easier than dealing with his pouty little ego. Watch while he crawls behind her, spreading her thighs, his erection huge and needy. But it's not like you'll see him ever again, so feel free to let him know how bad he really is. You hear him snort, his expression hardening with determination before he disappears between her thighs. Her body jolts and her breath against you begins to race. You reach down between your thighs and stroke her hair. How's he doing? Pretty mediocre, right? She wiggles her hips awkwardly. His tongue is just some weird wet wiggle against me. Does he even know what he's doing down there? You laugh. Good girl. Of course not. What should he be doing? She pauses 
and nibbles her lip. You want to tell her that she's got this, that she can do this, but you bite your tongue. She needs to do this on her own. Come on, girl, be a fox. She purses her lips together before coughing, stiffening her spine. She sniffs snootily. Anything other than what he's doing. You let out a low chuckle. <laughs> I know what you mean. When he's that bad, where do you even start? It'd almost be easier to retrain him from scratch. You sigh. Okay. Hmm, why don't we do this? I speak useless idiot. So, do to me what you want him to do, and I'll let him know what he should be doing. She swallows hard, clearly nervous, but nods. Good. You sift your fingers through her hair and hitch your hips up again. Then tell me what you want. You close your eyes and feel her lips and tongue and teeth play, tentatively but testing, teasing along your sensitive skin. Gently nibble along the edges of her labia. Wince. A little harder. Apparently, she likes her head a little rough. Now slick your tongue between her lips, slow and thorough. You shiver at the feel of her velvety tongue along your teased skin. The touch, electric. Tease her clit, fast. No, slower. Her breath hitches against you in a needy hiss. Yes, just like that. Your body heats under the steady rhythm. You want to squirm and push your sex into her touch, but this isn't about you and your desire right now. So you hold yourself still and focus feeling your restrained pleasure royal restlessly within you. A little higher, your voice sounds breathy and strained even to you. Cough. And to the left. Your other left, she snaps between your thighs. You stifle a little laugh. Didn't I tell you? You shake your head, a smile spreading across your face. Completely useless. So sorry, baby. The least he could do is use his fingers, she says, with a disgusted huff. What is he doing down there? So sorry, baby. You snort. Isn't this what you're supposed to be good at? His crowning glory. Yes, baby. She tisks. It's like you don't even want to get me off. God, I do. You imagine shame, hot and insistent, rushing through him, filling him with the need to prove himself as it stiffens his resolve. Good. Then put some goddamn effort into it. Yes, baby. His response is practically a moan. His hand grips her thighs, spreading her legs, and making her gasp. You giggle. You can't help it. As giddiness bubbles up your throat, he can always surprise you with the right motivation. Dear God. God! Her eyes go wide. Yes! Harder! She grunts and sits back, pressing her pussy onto his face. I said harder and faster! She bites her lip, her words eking out between her teeth. There! Right there! Her hips thrust slightly, practically riding his face. Don't you fucking stop! He doesn't. You sit up to get a better view. Her head is thrown back her neck arched in ecstasy. Eager, hungry sounds escape her mouth, filling the room with their wordless heat. Reach between your legs and touch yourself, 
grab your breast and squeeze. Her eyes lock on you, trailing up and down your body. She takes in your every move before meeting your eyes. God, her gaze burns into yours. You watch each other, your arousal feeding hers and hers feeding yours. Behind her, he squirms deliciously. I really want to touch myself, baby. Does he? You look at her and grin. Raise an eyebrow. Should we let him? She gives out a low sigh. Well, I suppose. She grunts and writhes under his attention. If we must. You laugh, loving the playful pleasure on her face. Look behind her at him. Would you like that? Yes, please. Chuckle. Since you asked so nicely, I'll allow it. He lets out a heaving groan. Thank you, baby. But don't you dare fucking come before we do. Yes, baby. Good boy. His panting breath adds a rough, hard beat to her keening cries. You close your eyes and let the sound, the smell, the feel of their pleasure overwhelm you. Let it move through your body. Let it tense your thighs and belly. Let it clench your breasts and pussy. Let it flow out your mouth, adding your low moans to the mix of sounds. You watch your friend come first, her mouth opening wide in a silent scream. Her whole body strains between you and him. Your pleasure builds and brims over just as her body lurches forward and she thrusts her hips into yours. Wrap your arms around her and pull her down onto your body. Your legs tangle as your sweat-slicked bodies settle together. Satisfied sighs. Just before your mind blanks and sensation pulls you under, you hear your husband's guttural groan and feel his arousal, wet and warm, on your leg. You reach behind her back. As his weight shifts the mattress, you feel his hand, still sticky with his cum, twine with yours. Breathe deep and squeeze. You smile when he squeezes back, and you kiss your best friend's temple as she cuddles closer. As your husband climbs into bed with you, curling himself around you both so you can lay your head on the pillow of his arm as he lays a hand on her hip, you marvel at your life, what the people in it, given enough time and trust, are capable of. You yawn. Night. Baby. They both grumble sleepily and snuggle closer. Craning your neck, you give him a kiss, letting the taste of all of you on his lips linger before you fall asleep. Sonny DeSoto is a Minnesotan kinkster of color who's been on the odd end of open relationships before. She's learned that more often, damaging scars come from the end of a sentence, not the end of a whip. So be kind, because while relationships of all kinds are difficult, for the right people, she's learned they can be worth the effort too. An escape artist at heart, DeSoto enjoys consuming stories of all kinds and cosplaying the fictional loves of her life. 
All right, Lord listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's story. That was P.O.S., written by Sonny DeSoto, featured in our audiobook, In Medias Res, You in the Midst of Things. Are you following us on Twitter? If you aren't following us on Twitter, do so right now at the KMQ. So just don't you, be a dick. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> so that you don't miss out on any of our audiobook giveaways. If you want more sexy stories and would like to please support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway because you know there are no erotica podcasts out there that exist in the world today that do it as good as we do it. We're here for you, Lurid listeners, and you know it. I'm loving we've, the confidence here. We've this is given great. you so much fucking fodder. <laughs> it's time to give back. Give us some, you know, support by one of our audiobooks right now. Remember to leave us a review so that more lyric listeners just like you can find us. Audio production by Big Daddy, Dave Carraway. The KMQ would like to thank these wonderful musical artists. Kai Engel, Fleslet, Alasian Bailey, and the KMQ introduction music by Fivich. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by In Medias Res, You in the Midst of Things, edited by Rose Carraway. All right, Lord listeners, see you soon. Stupid Fish. Say something funny. I don't do funny. Yeah, you do. You're funny. You're my funny. <laughs> I'm the funny. I can bitch like an old grumpy man. No, don't do Get that. Get off my lawn. <laughs> no.